Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of High Character. We are coming at you guys with a series preview today. UMass versus BC, huge home-and-home series to end the regular season. Uh, The implications from UMass are massive. They can clinch the hockey's regular season on Friday. My name is Cameron. I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Evan. Evan, how you doing, man? I'm freaking excited, dude. There's no other way to put it. Like all the reasons you just mentioned, I'm I'm ready. Like going to Mullins East on Friday, getting everybody out to the game. We're we're doing our best to try and rally the troops. We got to get everybody into that building, and then hopefully we can selly, get ourselves a nice trophy, kind of like how we did in Merrimack a couple seasons ago. Just Ooh. have having Carvel inside the, that locker room. Just let's go like with the with the whole yeah trophy and everything like imagine doing that in bc oh after god in chestnut hill like not not yeah not even in boston (laughs) like just having all these bc fans living rent free in our heads just knowing that we can we can just savor the taste of victory oh that's gonna be yes sir sight to behold definitely a great chance for some phenomenal content coming out of this weekend uh, like you said, the first games in Newton, the chance to to win the Hockey East regular season against BC, the the fans that have been uh, undeservingly chirping UMass fans all season long. Uh, love to see Carvel celebrate there. Love to see the team celebrate there. Uh, and also, low key, that place is going to be ninety percent UMass fans. So, what do you mean uh, low that's, key? That's high key, Cameron. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that place is going to be packed with UMass fans. So uh love love what we got going this weekend let's talk a little bit about these teams so uh bc not very good this season uh pretty surprising showing out of them they're 12 17 and 5 and in conference they're 7 12 and 3 and uh just shocking stat since the the new year started they're 2 11 and 1 uh just a couple weeks ago they were uh, winless in the new year. So uh, some big time struggles for this blue, blue blood program in BC. Yeah. You kind of figure that the hockey scheduling people are probably kicking themselves in the butt right now thinking like, Oh yeah, you know, BC versus UMass, you know, like the two top two teams, most likely in the, you know, the coaches polls preseason going at it for the hockey's regular season championship. And then you see what BC's doing now. And it's like, well, there goes kind of all the like. Obviously, there's still going to be like a lot going into this game just because it's UMass. Like that's very cool for us. But like, you would figure that it would have been like the game to end all games to decide the winner. Like, yeah, it still is, but it's not for both of those teams. It's only for one of those teams. Right. Like, it's it's definitely a little bit of a different dynamic than I think most people were expecting. Because you kind of figure like, oh, end of the season, you know, going to be a crazy important game or whatever in series, but. It's it still is again, but it's just for UMass people at this point, which is cool, but definitely not what we all expected. I feel like, yeah, definitely not. And they they did beat a very good BU team last Sunday, uh, kind of a blip on the radar. But yeah, they've been really poor lately. It, a lot of a lot of questions for the the BC hockey podcast for the future of that program. What's the the future of Jerry York as the head coach? Um, a lot of, a lot of things to figure out in BC, but not a lot of things to figure out 
at UMass. UMass comes in with a 19-10-2 record, 14-6-2 in the conference, coming off just a weekend of dominating Vermont up in Burlington, 13-3 over the course of two games. And, yeah, just just two programs in, in completely different spots heading into this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much we really want to talk about the, the Jerry York thing, but it, it's definitely going to be a question. Like, not even just for the program, you know, like a BC, but just across Hockey East in general. Like, he's been a mainstay in Hockey East for, I don't even know how long, at least like 30 years, probably even mm-hmm. longer. Might be pushing 40. Like, he, dude's been around for a while, and with good reason. He was a great coach, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. it, you know we're starting to see maybe the decline is, is upon us, you know, and it's definitely something to take note of. Um, it's kind of a question of how much of a leash does he get? Because clearly if, if you're the BC, you know, athletic director, like you don't just want to completely can one of your programs legends. Like you basically built the whole program to what it is today. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like saying in Carvel in 30 years long, may he stay here. You know, like if, if something like that were to ever happen, it's, you know, it becomes a question for, you know, whoever UMass's athletic director would be at the time, you know, like it's, it's an interesting question to pose. Um, luckily we don't have to worry about that. Or, I mean, it's not really that we're worrying about it anyway, but it's not going to be that big of a question going to this weekend. And I feel like we can focus on the hockey, but it's certainly yeah. just something for the fans to kind of keep in the back of their minds. Cause it's interesting for, basically every team, you know what I mean? Like BC being a powerhouse with that sort of like the recruiting that Jerry York can bring to that team is insane. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe if that domino falls and it might open up the door to a lot of new recruits kind of, you know, maybe some of the BC recruits flip elsewhere, Ryan Leonard come through, like, you know, just (laughs) things like that. It's, it's really interesting to think about. Right. Yeah. Their, their struggles this season are definitely, apparent and we will see uh what that leads to down the line but for right now uh UMass just has to go in and take care of business like they should this weekend yep. um so let's let's talk about the goalies for a minute so the goalie for BC he started most of the games this year is Eric Dopp um he's a graduate student and his numbers really aren't great on the year he's given up 3.16 goals per game and his save percentage is below 90%. It's eight, nine, one. So um, we were kind of trying to do some digging. See, is, is the goaltending the problem? Is, is the defense the problem? But just overall, it seems like BC gives up a lot of goals. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at both of the goalie stats, and they're near identical for goals against average and save percentage. I mean, if you're a graduate student goalies coming in and putting up basically the same numbers as your backup sophomore goalie, like what's what's going on here you know like is he really like the mainstay guy like it's a little interesting it brings up questions like is it more on the defense and the goalies kind of you know like their skill levels a bit more irrelevant like I don't know but Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely an interesting thing I think we we have the edge in goaltending as it stands like Matt Murray has been great so I'm not expecting Dop to steal a game against us like Mm -hmm. he did against BU like that was I think a 3-1 um you know, obviously you need solid def- defense and goaltending to make that sort of uh, scoreline happen, but I don't see it happening this coming weekend. Right. Like you said, you don't really expect him to, to steal a goal. I am, almost feel more likely that 
Carrier were to steal a game against us, the Vermont goalie. It's yeah. Kind of what it feels like. And then uh, on the UMass side, Matt Murray will be the goaltender for these, uh, for at least this first game. Maybe, maybe if UMass clinches uh, on Friday, you might see. Um, actually, no, scratch that. Never mind. He's it's senior night. Murray's yeah. gonna play. Yep. Uh, yep. Just remember it's senior night. Yeah. Murray's stats are two point three two goals against average and a nine one nine save percentage. So clearly the the superior goalie in these um these contests and i just wanted to ask you do you do you make anything of murray getting pulled in each of the vermont games or it's 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 weird to me like i think personally if if i was the coach i probably wouldn't have just because i i'm again i'm not a coach in any respect you know what i mean i'm always going to respect the coaching staff's decision whenever it happens but you know, in, in my current thought process as just a 24-year-old, you know, UMass grad talking about UMass hockey, like, I feel like you just don't mess up your goalie's rhythm. You know, that's just kind of my thing. I totally understand in a case where you know the game's won, you know, you give your backup some reps, you know, and obviously Murray's not going to be upset with this. You know what I mean? Like, clearly there must have been discussions beforehand it's not like Carvel just pulling this out of his ass. You know what I mean? Like this, this is definitely something that has just, it's obviously a mutual agreement between the two, but I think it's a little weird from an outsider's perspective right. personally, but I don't think it's, it's bad at all because coach is obviously going to do what's best for the team. You know what I mean? There's, there's never a doubt in my mind that he's doing anything with some weird intent. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm not worried about it at all. Okay, yeah. Personally, I I thought it was just a case of maybe get Murray off of his feet when he doesn't have to be in a yeah. six-goal game or, or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I expect him to play the full game for, for both of these two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we move on to each of these teams' leading scorer. For BC, it is Mark McLaughlin. He has a 19 goals and 27 points. And uh, searching for this, I think we noticed going up and down their lineup, they have a lot of guys that are – pretty high point totals they scoring doesn't seem to be the problem for this team overall no not necessarily and I also want to mention at the same time at least on the statue that I'm looking at Jack McBain's tied with him and actually has less games played so if you look at it from a points per game perspective Jack McBain's actually the guy here but yeah no two clearly they're kind of like the bell cow like scores of the team both shooting 24 percent like that's that's unsustainable. Like that's ridiculous. Like that's NHL sniper level. I don't even think Ovi is doing that type of stuff. Like that's ridiculous. Granted, Ovi takes a lot more shots, but you get the idea. Like 16 goals for McBain, 19 goals for McLaughlin. Like both of them have more goals than assists. Like you can just tell they're there to score. Like that's their yeah. thing. They're ripping shots all day. Um, I think the guy, let me I'm I actually have BC's uh stat sheet kind of or they're they're starting lineup from the bu game up and they have brandon cruz on the on the left wing of that line do got 21 assists and only three goals but yeah you can really tell kind of like the dynamic that's going on on that line um they're really a very effective first line it seems like like the plus minus of McBain and mclaughlin are 11 and 8 respectively like they're definitely getting the job done there and i'm not expecting I, I think that they'll definitely be able to get some goals on us. Like they certainly have the ability to score um, and they definitely have kind of scoring up and down the lineup. It seems like like their point totals are fairly evenly distributed. Mm. Um, 
but I think it's just a case of we're just going to have way more scoring. Right. Um, I think we just are going to be able to out, outshoot them and outscore them in a lot of opportunities. Yeah, expect a, expect a couple high-scoring games. Uh, BC averages over three for goals allowed and goals scored per game. So uh, those, are, those are pretty high totals. And then the leading scorer for UMass, you know who it is already. It's Bobby Trevino. After the Vermont series, he's got 42 points now and 17 goals. And uh, he's also coming off uh, Hockey East Player of the Month. No, no big deal there. Yeah, he's he's just he's nuts. You know, like <laughs> again, I think I said it last preview. Like you just got to do Bobby Trevino is our top scorer with blank goals, blank assists, <laughs> and blank total points. Like he's so far ahead at this point, it's just going to become redundant. Um, good thing yes. this is our last. Uh, Regular, regular season yeah <laughs> exactly like he's just the things he's been doing dude's probably going to be a hobie baker finalist or at least like the top 10 i think it's like the hobie hat trick or whatever they call it i'm you know we're recording this pretty late i'm forgetting the terms <laughs> off the top of my head but you guys get the idea he he's up there right now when the uh-huh. the fringe top 10 players in the nation i mean dude's just been doing his thing out there and i don't expect anything different from this series i think he just needs to keep buzzing keep making plays being that speedy, skillful, gritty, any adjective that would be a positive thing for a hockey player, you name it, he got it. Like, that's yeah. just the type of dude that he is. But, yeah. High character, some would say. A hundred percent. And then while we're on the topic of the February monthly awards, shout out Ryan Ufko. He won Rookie of the Month for Hockey East in February, which is awesome award. Yeah, That's Captain really cool. Piss Missile himself. He's been yep. he, he nipped two of them. He's he's unbelievable with those slap shots. I mean, he, I, I kept praying for Kessel bombs as I affectionately call them, mm-hmm. but I think the Ufco Piss Missile is slowly rising up my 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 power rankings of my my uh, player themed terms. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I'm trying to give like every player like their thing, and I think I've definitely settled on on Ufco's. Like he's and I mean, obviously, apart from his slap shots, like those are only two goals. But I mean, his vision and the things that he's been doing with mm. the puck and even defensively, he's been very solid defensively as well. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been great to watch. So really happy for him. He yeah. definitely deserved that sort of award. Oh, yeah, definitely something I think we'll touch more on uh, once the season is over in the offseason when we do a season preview for, for each player, that kind of thing. I think we have some really high hopes for Ufco uh, yeah. coming up. But yeah, um, that's kind of what we have for for the the preview. Are there any any keys to the game that you're do you think might might play in this this series? Honestly, it's just going to be to go at them. You know what I mean? Like their their defense has been faltering, their goalies have been faltering. It's going to be a case of we need to like kick them while they're down. You know what I mean? Like they've been on a terrible run recently. Cool. They beat they beat a, a pretty inconsistent Northeastern team as of recently. You know what I mean? Like Northeastern just lost to Vermont, but then they can still be second in the standings. You know what I mean? It's like, what's going on there? Mm-hmm. And then they beat a BU team, which I mean, granted, at the end of the day, it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. Like you can just flip a switch during a rivalry game and things just go zero to a hundred. So clearly they did that in that game, but we just need to impose our will on this team. You know what I mean? Like they they want to play spoiler it seems like you know their their fans have been talking a lot of crap you know they obviously are hungry they want to play for their coach you know what i mean like right. i think they're you know 
they want to play for you know it's jerry york you know what i mean like this dude like you know legend. we were kind of ragging on to begin with you know like yeah he haw bc stinky this season whatever but like <laughs> you gotta you gotta respect the guy and clearly he knows how to motivate his players um that's going to be shown fully i think you know this coming weekend but we just need to overcome that play our game um just do what we know that you know what we can do like we're we're first for a reason finish the job continue like these guys are what ninth right now in the in the standings like I think they i think they moved up to eighth they might have yeah UNH, so unh dropped down a little bit but. that's fair but i mean again it's gonna be i think a similar situation maybe not exactly like vermont because they were i think dead last and pairwise but like there's a reason why there's such a big gap in the standings between these yeah. two teams we got to prove it you know we yeah. we've done everything right up until this point we've had a couple minor blips but we're still umass hockey you know what i mean like mm. it doesn't matter everything that happened before like we're riding a very solid weekend right now against vermont continue that momentum against a slightly better opponent and just continue doing what we've been doing all season we don't have to reinvent the rule book you don't have to reinvent the wheel you don't gotta do anything crazy just keep doing the things we've been doing that have won us games yeah say make some good points there i just had a couple numbers that i wanted to run through to kind of look out for in this series so uh in terms of face-offs umass is a at 54% this year, we know they're up and down that those offensive lines, really good face-off team. And BC is 48%. So definitely look for UMass to, again, dominate the face-off circle of the series. And then BC's penalty kill unit uh, is only 75.5%. So that means power plays against them are 24.5%. Um, that's really high. And... Like we saw in Vermont, UMass's power play, their special teams as a whole were very impressive. So very uh, good. if they if they can keep the the power play riding like it was last weekend, definitely some potential for a lot of power play goals, especially with how undisciplined BC is as a team. I, I was thinking through the numbers and they have a ton of penalty minutes and nine major penalties. So uh, if, if UMass gets into their skin, look out for, for BC to get, get a major penalty. They're kind of averaging one every two or three games. So uh, definitely definitely a couple little things to look out for there. Yeah, I mean, you never want to hope for a major penalty against your team because that probably implies that there was some sort of malicious, you know, intent to injure thing going on there. So clearly, I don't want that to happen to the boys. You know what I mean? These guys are never going to try and wish ill upon UMass. Like, what's right. going on here? Why would I even mention that? Just look but, out. Just look out for some knuckleheads on BC. Exactly. That's all I meant by that. Yeah. No. No. Definitely. I'm yeah. trying to just basically explain like, if if for some godforsaken reason a major penalty does happen, we're gonna capitalize on that. You know what I mean? Like that's five minutes of one of the things that I think we do best. You know what I mean? Like or at least as of recently, mm-hmm. our power play in some games been a little meh, but as of as of recently, it's been unbelievable. Like everything from the point, you know, like pinpoint shots, you know, we're getting bodies in front doing all the right things there. And it just needs to continue, you know, like I think we can definitely try, especially, you know, when you're saying how undisciplined this team is, they're playing right into our hands, mm-hmm. you know, like a bunch of penalties plus a crappy power, you know, or penalty kill is not the way to win games. Mm-hmm. So that just all plays directly into our hands. So 
I'm hoping that happens. I'm hoping we get some favorable calls. You know what I mean? You can never, you can never really tell with hockey is rough sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. We're, we're definitely hopeful in that regard. For sure. Any, any final thoughts before I get into my, uh, my PSA that I wanted to give? No, I think we're good to go. All right. I guess I'll jump into my PSA. So uh, as you guys know, we said it in the beginning of the episode, UMass is two points away from fully clinching the regular season championship for hockey East. Uh, and that is very rare air. UMass literally only did that in 2019. That's the only regular season banner hanging in Mullins. So this is, this is big time. And we're playing on Friday at a place that notoriously uh, gets a lot of away fans. UMass really, really fills that building up really well. We saw it back in 2019. It was just awesome. If you are a UMass fan, if you are remotely close to BC while listening to this on Friday, you need to be at Conti on Friday, at Conti Forum. This place, we want to fill this place. We want uh, as many fans as possible to be rooting for, for UMass to help them hoist the trophy on Friday night. Uh, there should be tons of tickets available. BC's bad. They're not selling well right now. There was a whole bunch of seats when we bought tickets. So if you're a UMass alum, UMass fan, please make it out to, to Newton on Friday. Team could use your support. And our, our goal is to make it at 90, 90% UMass fans. And I don't even think that's unrealistic. Not like I, I think that's possible for uh, the type of seasons BC's having and the, the hype around UMass hockey. So get out to Conti. Let's win this regular season championship and go into the playoffs on a high. That's my, that's like my that. PSA. Yeah, and just to add on to that, I'm usually not one to advocate for giving money to BC, but I think this is the one chance, you know, it's a noble cause. I feel like, you know, it's definitely the time to show some UMass support. You know, if you had to give BC some money to do it, so be it, whatever. I don't even really want to even buy their concessions because I don't want to give them any of my money. Yeah. But hey, we got to make sacrifices for those pods. So get out there. You know, I don't think it's going to be all that pricey. I think we'll, we got tickets, what, it was like 20 bucks? Yeah, 20 bucks. Throw a $20 bill into into that ticket and just get out here. You'll have a, a great time, I promise you. you we're going we're gonna to light the building up. We're just going to have every fan be UMass affiliated. It's just it's going to be great. Yes. Let's and get it done. PSA part two, not as long on this one. Please go out to Mullins on Saturday if you are in the area and able to at all. Uh, we have a whole lot of seniors this year, nine of them. Uh, a lot of them gave – everything they had to get this program a national championship. Garrett Waite, uh, Anthony Delgaizo, Ty Farmer, Colin Felix, Bobby Trevino, all those guys are graduating, and those are mainstays in the UMass hockey program. Like, if you are able to go out on Saturday, definitely go out and, like, celebrate the careers of those guys. They definitely deserve as big a crowd as, as we could possibly have. Just you, They won the first championship in UMass – yeah. hockey history like that's the pinnacle like you gotta we gotta go out and celebrate those guys they deserve uh every second of it 100 i i don't even want to add on to it because you you said it perfectly like that's just it needs to happen you know what i mean like they've given so much at least we can do give back a little bit fill the bill on saturday and just 
show all of our support for those guys that just meant so much. And it's not even, even, not even just them, but just the whole team in general, they deserve it. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, yeah, senior night's a huge thing, but like just getting the Mullen center rocking, you know, it's just, we, we're going to have to do it in the playoffs anyway. You know what I mean? Start it now. Why wait until playoffs? Get the momentum going to begin with. Show them what they're going to be seeing in the playoffs, but do it even yeah. earlier. And show BC as a school what new mass is. The new yes. blue bloods of college hockey. Yes. And with that note, I think we will leave it on here. Thank you guys for listening. Go to both games this weekend and go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everyone. We'll see you at Conti. Let's go. Let's go.